Wide 80. Wait. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. Boys, three became two this week, bud. We're playing shorthanded. And, uh, short, short, shorthanded. For all the grief I get for having schoolwork, uh, Davey Studies is taking a week off to study for se- Section 2 of the CPA. So when he gets back and we're talking about the Final Four and maybe a Masters preview, uh, he's be getting his uh, fair share of grief. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, he just jumped right into it. But that's Boys Bernardi coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois, just dishing it right back out to, to Davey Brackets. But speaking of brackets, man, the tournament's back. I love it. It was an awesome four days. Nothing but drinking, watching. I mean, you know, well, call it what it was. Thursday and Friday were an absolute wash, right? Like show up to work, knock out a few emails. But, I mean, everyone was on the same page. So, uh general takeaways from the start of the tournament tournament boys, obviously Iowa and Illinois had an early exit. Um, Iowa didn't even make it out of the first round. I mean, first day for that matter. So uh, general takeaways, you know, surprises from, uh, from the first two rounds. Uh, I think our takeaway is the big 10 sucks again. It's like, we're going back in time last year with no fans in the stadium. And we just got the COVID vaccine. The big 10 sucks again. Michigan made the Sweet 16, Purdue made the Sweet 16 too, and we'll get to more of them later. But just disappointing exits for Illinois and Iowa again. Like first round, second round, they both suck. Like Illinois should ideally in a perfect case scenario, Illinois is playing on is playing tomorrow against Arizona and Iowa's playing on Friday against Kansas. And they came up short again and both teams looked completely unprepared and scared of the big lights. It's disappointing. Yeah, I think my biggest my biggest surprise and takeaway though is still got to be that that Kentucky loss. Hundred percent. Right? Like, I, I mean, it, they they look so unprepared for that game, and 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 I mean, the the looks and even all the players' face like I can't believe that just happened. Right? Like, they didn't even show up. Yeah, like I think they literally just thought they had a cakewalk to the Sweet Sixteen against Perdon, and then. The bright lights came on. St. Peter's, they went to overtime. I thought Kentucky was going to have it. They were up by six in overtime, and they blew that lead. And, man, I can't believe Cal Perry's not fired. I'm not on those Kentucky message boards, but, my God, would that that had to be freaking crazy um, after they lost to St. Peter's. Oh, yeah, absolutely nuts. And, and look, not to, not to beat a dead horse here talking about our own teams, but Iowa got outcoached in that game. They were four for 28 from three with about six minutes left in the second half. And yes. you're still chucking up threes. It's not working. So go try something else, right? Like, and look, they, they couldn't they couldn't get the ball inside, right? When you're not shooting and you don't have an inside game, you have no game at all, right? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm with no you, Mike. you to generate an offense. Yeah, they should have put Keegan Murray at point guard and let him go downhill because Richmond doesn't play that good a defense. Like, and – just talking about your team, let's go to mine. Your team shot four of 28 from three. Illinois scored a combined 101 points in two games in the NCAA tournament, which is yeah, just absolutely awesome. pathetic. So they didn't show up. They clearly got outplayed, got outcoached. Houston's the better team. Illinois crashed and burned again in March. What else is new the past two years? Um, it's a shame we had Io and Kofi and not going to make a sweet 16. because. And just selfishly, it's my last um, – I've been down here since 2017. This team finally makes a turn in the past two years, and they don't even make a Sweet 16 to enjoy the atmosphere. So it's unfortunate, selfishly. All right. 
It's all right. It's yep, all right. but nope. Uh, hey, I I will I will say this too. I bet one game, one individual game. Obviously, we got a lot of a lot of fun spread out um, that are looking actually pretty good going into this coming weekend. But I bet one individual game last week, and I took uh, on Friday night, I believe it was Wisconsin minus seven and a half. Sure enough, those fuckers won by seven. I'm really just gonna ride our. We're riding Duke. We're riding Providence in the Calcutta till we die. Let's go. We need them. Big time. Um, I'm actually still looking good in our pool too. So um, yeah, you're in a you're in a very good spot. I think you're guaranteed first or second. I got an outside shot. I think Dave and Hep peaked too early, but um, oh, Hep It was peaked. nice to see Ender's in last place with that, and only have Miami too. So um, I'll take a I'll take that's a victory for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, talk about victories. There were boys in the NHL on Monday. We have the trade deadline. Wild moves. Yeah, let's get, let's get to that before we break down some of these NCAA games. So, Uncle Mikey, what were the biggest surprises and takeaways from the NHL trade deadline for you? And maybe give us a future for a few of our listeners out there to win some money on. Ooh, there's one team that I, I think made some good moves. I'm going to get to them actually last. Um, you know, first off, you got to you got to notate the Blackhawks, who were an absolute fire sale on Monday. Um, we're, we were taking draft picks left and right. Uh, notable move there was obviously Mark Andre going to Minnesota. I think Minnesota just really helped themselves out there. They picked up a couple uh, depth defensemen as well, some real stay-at-home D-men. That's you know, I think it'd be pretty good for them. Other than that, I really like the Florida Panthers. Right, they made a big move getting Claude Giroux from Philadelphia. Um, he was really the only team that that uh, that was the only team he was willing to go to. Um, so look, they just add a second line center right up the middle that's that's going to log minutes and, and has a little bit of a playoff you know history for him so um look he, he's a key if they're going to go all the way they're plus 450 their odds jumped up like crazy the abs are still plus 425 i still like my preseason pick um i know they were a little bit of a dark horse at the time but the leafs went out and got mark giordano from from seattle they're plus 1200 but look, at the end of the day, I'm stick. I'm sticking with the Hurricanes at plus nine hundred. That team's playing way too good right now. Um, that's that's my flyer at this point in the season. I think they're what they got the fifth best odds to win it plus nine hundred. I I don't even think that's a flyer anymore. I think that's just a really good buy and an easy way to 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 make a few nickels if you if you want to put some cash on it. So let's go with the Hurricanes going into the back half of uh, really the home stretch here. We got I think what 10, 15 games left. Yeah, Merrick, you know what? I, I like that move by Minnesota, but that's a brutal playoff division too, right? Because you're playing Vegas. Um, you're playing you Colorado. Oh, you don't want to play up. the Stars either. Yeah, and you are and you might be playing the Stars. Like That's just murderer's row, and you don't know who's going to come out of that quad. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. And, and the way the East is looking this year, I, I mean, I, I really do think it, it comes down to the it comes down to the Hurricanes and, and the Panthers, and I, I, I think the Canes are going to do it this year. So, and do you think Tampa can turn it back on and try and go back to back to back? I don't think so. They've been they've been skittering a little bit recently. I, I'm not loving how they're playing. They they actually just got beat in Tampa, um, or excuse me, in uh, in Carolina uh, yesterday actually. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I gotta stick with the Hurricanes. I don't think I don't think Lightning's Lightning may strike twice. It's definitely not striking three times. Oh, look at you right there. I Let's like. Let's go. It. Let's go. That's a big line. Big line. <laughs> 
That is good. All right, let's get back to the hardwood. We got we got some great games coming up. Uh, look, tomorrow we have basically have the upper uh, the upper half of the bracket, right? So it's stay in the West. You got Gonzaga, Arkansas, and you got Duke, Texas Tech. Let's break these down quick. Who do you got going to the Elite Eight? Yeah, I'm not playing any spreads on these, but um, I think Gonzaga wins this game easily. Arkansas played with fire against number 13 seed Vermont, and they played with fire against number 12 seed New Mexico State. Now they're flying out to San Francisco in a predominant Gonzaga crowd. They can say it's a small school, but this um, this team traveled well to Portland. They traveled well to Vegas for the conference basketball championship. They're going to pack San Francisco, and I'm sure they have a lot of alumni there too. Give me Gonzaga. I wouldn't take the spread. And then I think Duke is going to be Texas Tech. I saw Texas Tech play for the first time in a while on Sunday against Notre Dame, so this might be recency bias. But, man, if they can't shoot the three, they struggle to score on offense. And the thing is with Duke, if you can't really get to the hoop, Duke does not play defense. They get bored. And you saw that with Michigan State when they were down five with three minutes left and they came back and won. If Texas Tech can't shoot threes, they're not going to be able to hang with Duke. Duke has the big body and Williams to beat them. Texas Tech is going to need an A-plus game on offense to defeat them. I think it's going to be low scoring, but I think Duke wins. If I had to bet on one of these games in this region, I would take Duke. Um, Mike, do you have any? Do you deviate from me at all with these two games in this region? No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Gonzaga-Duke, but one quick thing. Gonzaga cannot solely rely on Timmy to carry the load. Right, like if they're gonna win this game or the next game against Duke, they they have they have to be a little bit more balanced on offense. I mean, he carried them, he brought them back into that game in the second half, putting up twenty eight points, uh, beating Memphis. So I mean, he that that the players around him need to play better if the, if they're gonna make it to the final four. Ultimately, though, out of this bracket, I'm still picking Duke. I'm riding them. Okay, so I know we have a vested interest in Duke. I also have equity in a futures ticket on Gonzaga that pays me out pretty well. So I think Gonzaga is just too much. I think that Memphis game was a wake-up call for them. Arkansas is a similarly built team to Memphis, and I think Memphis is playing better than Arkansas, so I think Gonzaga cruises through. I think Coach K's season ends in the Elite Eight in San Francisco against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga's in the Final Four. Either way, um, I end up making money out of those two, so let's hope both those teams advance to the Elite Eight so I don't have to sweat this one at all. Um, and now let's go across the pond on the other side of the bracket for the two teams that are playing on Thursday. Mar- San Antonio. Yep. San Antonio. Say the Alamo. Yep. Remember the Alamo, about a what, four-hour four drive from you? Yeah, uh, probably closer to five. Yeah, you got Arizona-Houston. Basically a home game for Houston. Yeah, that's what, two hours from where I'll be this summer? Yeah, I mean, my God, it, you you gotta like the Cougars in that, right? If there's gonna be one, if there's gonna be one one seed to lose, I think it's gonna be the, I think it's gonna be them in this round. Yeah, there's three I, one I, seats left. Yeah, I, I think so too, Mike. I think like you mentioned it, like this might be a home game for Houston. I'm sure Arizona will travel well too because Tucson's not far too far away from them. But Houston lost their two best players in December, and they're one of the best teams according to Ken Palm, and they're a one and a half point dog against Arizona. I, I don't have any vested interest in either of these games. I'm just going to watch this tomorrow. Hopefully I've after a few drinks, I'm out at the bar, something to watch. I would like to see Houston win um, just because I like massive chaos in our Calcutta and I get enjoyment out of people spending a lot of money and losing on this. So this is my own personal enjoyment. And I also think Calvin Sampson's done a great job this year and I'd like to see what he can do. Um, he has, then, they've been on, they've been on a bit of a magical run. 
I, I, and my God, if they, if they can have that type of defense, like they did against Illinois, I, I, I definitely like them in this game. I mean, they proved that they can shut down Kofi or at least contain a big man like Kofi. So I, I look, I think, uh, I, I do. I think Houston's going to win this game. Yeah, I think I. If I had to pick one gun to my head, you're standing behind me, Dave, studying for the CPA. I'd probably take Houston too. But um, let's go with the last one on Thursday: Michigan Villanova. I like Villanova in this game. I think they played really well against Ohio State. They have five guys who can play on the perimeter, dribble the ball, and shoot the three. They're going to pull Dickinson out of the lane, and they're going to be able to get penetration with Gillespie, who's one of the best post-up guards in the country. Villanova minus five. If I had to bet any one of these games, these would, I'd bet Villanova minus five. I've seen at some places at four and a half. I would take that game. Michigan has another Sweet 16 appearance. Props to Jawan Howard for what this team went through this year and underperforming. But um, I, what I would do for another Sweet 16 for Illini, it's been 17 years. I'd take Villanova. I think Michigan's season ends tomorrow night. I agree with you on that. Okay, yeah, and then we'll just go to Friday where we got another team in El Calcutta. We'll talk about them right away. Uncle Mikey, I love Providence tomorrow. Nobody believes in this team. This seems like a popular underdog, but this team can bang with Kansas. Kansas shoots about 30% from three. They're not a three-point shooting team. If Providence gets hot from three like they did against Richmond, I think Providence can pull up the upset, and we could be having a very nice, successful um collection of money happening with Providence and possibly going to the final four, having to play Iowa state and Miami. What do you think about Ed Cooley versus Bill Self Friday night at happy hour? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Bill Self's going to do it. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I do. I mean, again, vested interest in the Friars and they looked fantastic against Richmond. Right. And, and a, and a pretty talented Richmond team at that too. So, um, I, I I didn't like how Kansas played against Creighton. I think Creighton kept it way too close for comfort for them. And and look I, again, I think the Friars are gonna gonna march into the Elite Eight. Uh, and and ultimately too, I I don't even know about this 10-11 game down here. I don't even like uh, the Miami IS like Iowa State. It's a shit I mean, show. It's a shit show. I got to no take Miami be... in this just because I hate the Cyclones. Like, that, that's just a homer pick. Yeah, so it's a shame to the people who live in Chicago that have to go to see these teams because it could have been Wisconsin. If Illinois didn't shit the bed or if Iowa played better in the beginning of the season, Iowa could be in the United Center right now with a lot of black and gold or Illinois, too, with blue and orange. It's a damn shame. But um, it, it really is. It, yeah. it really is. The I mean, Chicago college basketball fans deserve better. There's a reason this Iowa State Miami game's on at 9 p.m. Chicago time on TBS because no one's going to be watching it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, that's going to be uh, uh, uh it's there's definitely going to be a couple turnover chains at, at the UC for that. That's for sure. Well, let's let's finish off the bracket. City of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Uh, we've got UNC, UCLA, and Purdue. St. Peter's. I, I think we could both agree Purdue's gonna Purdue's gonna find their way uh to win that game uh fairly easily, if, if you ask me. I, I don't I don't think yeah, I'm with Peter's you. gonna I, make make this kind of run. The St. Peter's team played the weekend out of their minds. It's just like again with this whole instance. Purdue is a seven footer and a six ten guy. St. Peter's biggest two guys are six seven and six eight. And this team's like lost to Canisius twice, lost to Iona. They lost, I think, Bradley by 30. Like minus 12 and a half seems short, but the last two time, the last three times the 15 seed has advanced to the Sweet 16, they've all covered. So I'm staying away from this. I think Purdue advances. 
the way this bracket broke for Purdue in my future ticket, it couldn't have been any better. Baylor lost, Kentucky lost, and they could be playing North Carolina or UCLA, and they're only minus 125 to make the Final Four. If Purdue and Gonzaga make the Final Four, I have a future ticket guaranteed for the championship. I'm a huge Purdue guy. I think they're going to be able to um, advance to the Elite Eight easily. St. Peter's, great run by them. Thank you for knocking out Kentucky. And then the game that's probably going to be most popular, it's Friday night on CBS, um, regular cable, North Carolina and UCLA. UCLA minus two and a half. What do you think of this, Mike? They looked great against St. Mary's. I got to I gotta take – I got to take UCLA on this. And, and, and the reason being, and, and look, they could completely prove me wrong, but my goodness, UNC cannot make a free throw. Baycott, but I was I was gritting my teeth watching Baycott shoot free throws. Like, it yeah, was they looked painful. nervous. And, and um, he looked so nervous. And, like, and, and look, um, uh, what, what, oh, Manic, you know, Manic taking that flagrant. I don't love the call. You know, I, I think the game would have, you know, would have stayed relatively pretty distant if that didn't happen. But is that guy going to play lights out again like that? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's get, he's going to be able to do that uh, against this UCLA team. So I I I like the Bruins coming out of it. I think it's going to be them and Purdue, and um, hopefully, hopefully the Boilermakers are going to represent the Big Ten and, and go to the Final Four. Yeah, I'm with you. This UCLA team, this. Any team that has a 25-point lead with 10 minutes left, and I don't care if one of your best starters got ejected, if you can blow a 25-point lead in 10 minutes, you are an erratic and consistent team. And UCLA is rock solid. They know how to play in half court. They make ridiculously tough shots. They play great defense, and they have a great coach in Mick Cronin. Hubert Davis props to him, but he still this is his first year. I just don't think he's going to be having to take down that UCLA squad who um, looks like they can make a final four too. Give me UCLA. I take them against a spread, but I think Purdue ends up ultimately making the final four and we can preview the final four next week. So um, just to recap for me, what I got going is I have Gonzaga and Purdue on the left side of the bracket. And then I'm going to go Providence and Villanova for the big East um, for the bit, not only for the big East title, um, but for uh, the championship spot for Monday night. And then um, we can talk about that later, but we're, we're vested in Providence. We already won our money back and more at them house money, but let's hope we can keep riding that slot machine. Love it. Love it. It's, it's a gift that keeps on giving all year round Clark. Uh, look, any, anything else going on this weekend? Anything you're looking forward to? Oh, wait, no, whoa, 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 we, we, we need to put put our future out there. So, folks, we've got a couple of futures just to win it from, from this point on for the NCAA tournament to essentially win uh, win the tournament outright. So, uh, look, Zaga plus 225, Kansas plus 500, Arizona plus 575, Purdue plus 750. Boys, if you're going to take a flyer on anybody, who, who are you taking? Yeah, so I already got I got Gonzaga at three fifty and Purdue at fifteen to one. Um, redoing this and looking at this, the way teams are playing, if I wanted to hedge and get a te- another team on the other side of the bracket, Villanova thirteen to one seems like a, a good value to me. They were ten to fifteen to one at the beginning of the season, and they play Michigan, who I think they're easily going to beat, and I think. Th- a Houston or Arizona team is going to be coming in wounded after only a day off to play this team again. I know they'll have home court advantage, but that's a brutal stretch. And I think Villanova can take care of Providence. And then 
um, anything can happen with Purdue and Gonzaga. So if I'm looking at anything with value, I think Villanova 13 to one is decent, but Merrick, you talked about liking Duke. You could still buy in on them pretty high at 15 to one. Is that where you would go? I don't hate that. I, I don't hate that. I, I really don't. Um, now again, that they're going to have to go through a pretty tough Gonzaga game. So going into the final four is going to be, you know, uh, I think a bit of a test, but at the same time, you could possibly take out the, you know, arguably the best team in, in the tournament right now in, in the elite eight. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it, but yeah, 15 to one's not bad. I, I don't want, I don't hate the 13 to one that you called out for Nova. Um, I also don't hate Houston at nine to one. Um, I think, I think they're, they're a, a viable option at this point as well. So, yeah. I'm with you on that Houston, Mike. I think if Houston beats Zona, you're going to see that, um, spread drop into probably less than Kansas. So you could be buying high on that too. Probably four yeah. and a half to one if they beat Zona. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. So anything else you're looking forward to for this weekend? Uh, no, no vested interest in um, golf or anything, but I was watching a little bit today um, on the couch and <clears throat> they're doing match play and they're playing yeah. at a really quirky course in Austin. So I think if you're bored, don't have anything going on, um, might not be a bad idea to tune that on for a bit. It's a, it's a big, it's a big contest to a lot of heavy hitters in it because this is probably the last tournament. A lot of these guys are doing before the master. So um Match play, it's different. Um, I'm not really even sure how it, how it works. It's kind of a 64-person bracket like the NCAA, and you do match play Wednesday through Friday and then the Sweet 16 Saturday and Sunday. So that should be a um, fun thing to watch between the college basketball games. But um, getting to enjoy these last several college basketball games and um, hopefully Providence and Duke advance. Um, and then we're um, playing with house money f- for teams to go to the Final Four. Yeah, I love it. I love the, I love the optimism there. Um, gosh, yeah, just give me nothing but basketball again. It's gonna be glorious. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a work from home. Uh, well, there's no games on during the day, never mind. Um, shit, what time do they start? 7 30? Yes, I think, uh, no, six o'clock, and then the last there's there's four games between six and um, nine o'clock with tip ah. Thursday and Friday, and then there's two games that are spaced out on a Saturday and Sunday. Um, I and think Sunday's that, games are a little earlier and then Saturdays are later in the evening. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I got nothing else, brother. You got anything else for the, for nope, our short and sweet podcast for our listeners. Um, let's wish Dave good luck on Friday with the CPA. If he listens to this before this, but um, no, but I think we um, pounded out a good episode in about 23 minutes. So, just looking forward to hearing the entry so- introduction song this week. Love it. Love it. Well, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. Check us out again on, on Apple uh, Podcast. Check us out on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at the Southside Guys. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Good luck and happy gambling. Peace. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.